my friend, we were playing Monopoly, and he he was talking to he was talking to us, and he got on the phone, and he changed his voice. And at the end of it, I was like, "You must be talking to a white man." Just joking, he said, "Yeah, absolutely." And it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I has anyone ever done that? Like you change your voice and your tone? Why? I change my voice and my tone based on the setting, not the race, or based on the type of business that I'm handling, not the race. So if I am on the phone with my friends, my homegirls, like you call me and I'd be like, yo, Mm -hmm. I call you. You'd be like, yo, if it were my client calling me, I say, hey, 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 hello. But that's you. You sound just, I mean, the, the words you use, it. I, so when my first call, I'm like, yo, that's my, that's our greeting. Yo. Yeah. Now, if it's a professional call, it's hello, but I'm still my, I'm still myself. So I'm still you not like, he went from, hey, this. how's it going? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Like, come on. What's up? What are we talking about right now? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I code switch to that degree, but I am my most articulate self, again, based on the setting and the nature of the business rather than uh, the only time that I really turn it on is if it's like a call that I don't recognize and I may have to pretend like I'm not me. Hello? What? I'm sorry, who? Oh, gosh, no. You have the (laughs) wrong number. (laughs) No collectors? I don't get those kind of calls anymore. But yeah, there was a time that I did get bill collector calls and I had to Definitely not sound like a Denitra. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. Me and Donnie are here for another discussion um, about what? How about integrity? What What a way to introduce the podcast. David, how was your week? (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) About the same as it was last week. Just, you know, really, really good. Um, Growing. Okay, I was just talking to Charles just a second ago, but this happened from a conversation yesterday. And uh, this guy asked me, he said, you know what? You know, what you're working on next? And i that's where I got the answer from. I'm working on doing stuff that impresses people. Where somebody in my lane would be so frustrated and say, yo, I am mad I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So that's like where my mind goes. Not necessarily just, you know, another cool t-shirt design or another event and all that kind of stuff. But um, I am excited, however. We got uh, the Black Equity Conference coming up which is the biggest thing I've ever done. And just an opportunity for thousands and thousands and thousands of people to get together that are on the same level um, from our community. Because you you just don't see it. Like, you'll see conferences with, you know, 200 people, 300 people, 1,000 maybe, but not three or Mm 4,000. But the experience, the cool thing is, I mean, you can go to blackequitycon.com, blackequitycon.com. The cool thing is we have four different rooms. We have a main stage that holds 3,000 people, three, 4,000 people. 
And then we have breakout rooms. So you get to decide your own experience. So every hour, there's a workshop going on, but there's forums so you can pick. Well, I don't really want to learn about marketing. I want to learn about uh, branding. I don't really want to learn about social media. I want to learn about stocks. Mm -hmm. Or I do want to learn about social media. Um, so I'm not going to go to the workshop about, I don't know, how to become a motivational speaker. I don't know. But we have four workshops running for two days in Miami, Florida. Y'all coming, yes? With a round of applause, you're coming to Miami? Okay. Black Equity Con, it is going to be just an amazing experience. But outside of the information, I think what's going to be most powerful is the connections and the collaborations. Mm -hmm. When you can get that many people who do the same thing, entrepreneurs that want to get to that next level in the same room, it's just phenomenal. So you can get that door. That's uh, Gerald. Go for it. Attending conferences changed my life. Mm. So I would absolutely recommend that every single person who has the ability, uh, even those of you who don't, that you find the ability to get to the Black Black Equity Conference. Attending conferences gave, put me as close to my mentors at that time that I could possibly get. Mm. And my mentors at that time who were my de distant mentors had other, had other mentees that could reach them at that time directly that were also sitting in the audience. So being that close to my mentors and the other proven success stories that they had mentored at that time was life-changing. Like, people always say that you you can't get in the room or what I would do to be in a room with someone like that. Conferences are always your time to shine in that space. And it's what kept me motivated. I literally build from meeting to meeting. That's the philosophy that I learned in the network marketing industry. Um, to keep your success and to keep your momentum going, you have these meetings or these large conferences and you build from conference to conference because the idea is I show up at the conference, at the Black Equity Conference, this year, this way, next year at the Black Equity Conference, I'm going to show up even better than I was before. So mm -hmm. it's like a little accountability that you have with exactly, yourself. Exactly. But my week uh, has been phenomenal. I have um, Kenny and I recently purchased a home. Congratulations. So super that. excited about that. And um, I am very excited. Uh, Kenny actually purchased this house for us and I'm super excited about it uh, and nervous all at the same time. So I'm dealing with about. the nerves and the emotions. About? Well, I'm yeah. nervous because um, me, my mom, and my daughter have always called ourselves like the golden girls, the three of us, mm. because we've always been together, right? And the only time that I have really lived away from my mom is when I went to college and when I was dating Deja's father, when we were engaged to be married, we purchased a house but then when I fell on hard times, I went right back to living with my mom. Um, and then when I, so much so that when I decided to move in the condo building that we live in right now, I had to wait until I made enough money to not just rent my unit there, but to also rent a unit there for my mom. So my mom has always been like in the same building right downstairs and I'm, I'm, I'm in my forties. So now it's like, okay, I am moving and it's only 15 minutes away, but still it's always been like right down the street or right down the elevator. And now I'm about to be like 15 minutes away. And I've lived in this last space for the last eight years. That's the longest I've ever lived anywhere. So it's really, 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 um, it's kind of 
it's kind of nerve wracking. Like I'm really, I'm a big girl now. I'm growing mm. up and I'm starting my own life. <laughs> and, uh, but the cool thing is, mm, maybe I'll wait until it happens, until it's done. Gotcha. Yeah, because you don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So I will, I will, uh, next week I'll have another, ep- another update um, about what's going on. So yeah, we've, we've moved into this house. We're going to renovate the whole thing. It's a beautiful home as it is right now. Um, but it, it's a little, it's not our style. So we're literally renovating the whole thing in phases. It's going to take several months to do. And I have been like, I got my HGTV hat on and I've been obsessed with watching the shows and creating these Pinterest boards. And we have an amazing interior designer who is uh, going to be leading this project. But I also got my dream renovation team, uh, this team from HGTV is going to be coming in and handling the renovations. Good. So, super excited. Did you manifest this? Um, I don't think so. I, I can't pinpoint the fact that I manifested. Obviously, I, I manifested my dream life, and this is a part of it, right? I did not, when we were looking for a home, I did not think that, I, that, that we would choose. It was not my goal to choose a home that should be completely renovated, because that's mm-hmm. a large project. Right. Um, but... I have always desired to rent a property, just not necessarily the one that I live in. So I can't say that I manifested this specifically, but I am building my life by the design that I've laid out for myself. So, so that's yeah. building the life by design, not necessarily manifesting it. It's the same thing. So when I am manifesting... You just said I didn't manifest the house. No, no, no. I, just no. Built it. I didn't manifest having to rehabilitate a house, Right. I did not manifest purchasing a home at the price that we purchased the home for to have to renovate the whole thing. That wasn't what I, oh, let's go. I'm going to find this perfect shell and we're going to do all the work and put these things. I thought we would buy a ready-made house. When I say I'm living my life by design, the area that we live in, the type of home that we will have after the renovations, who I am going through this process with, like these are all things that I handpicked for myself. And yes. I'm mm. living my life by design. How do you design a life, though? That is yeah. really, really cool. I mean, it's not, it's past just uh, um, a vision board or writing down your goals, or is it? It starts there. So it starts there. So for me, I can't speak for how anybody else does it, but for me, the way that I learned to do it through my mentors is first having a vision. So you have this vision. I think a lot of people create goals and you have a hard time measuring the goal because you haven't identified what accomplishing that goal will mean for you or what not accomplishing that goal will mean for you, right? So I start off with the vision in my head, like I have done this my whole life. Interestingly enough, in fourth grade, it was we had an assignment to picture our lives in 20 years, who, will we, who, would, who we would be, and we had to write it out and draw it out. And that is one thing that my mom kept from my childhood. She has this poster. Mine was featured because it was so clear. Mm. It was so detailed, the type of life. And I'm not doing any of those things. Oh, actually, I said that I'd have a husband, which will be coming soon, with a dog and a daughter. That is on my vision board. But I said that I would be a lawyer. Um, And I'm not that. But anyway... Yeah, I last have been, week's argument, you would be. Whatever. Terrible. I have been visualizing my whole life. 
So for me, it starts with a vision. What do I what do I want? How do I want to live? And in order to do that, I might look through magazines. I might search the internet and I say, oh, this looks like a life that I would want to live. And I'll write that down. So I see somebody who's traveling all the time. I want to travel a lot. Well, what does a lot mean? I personally want to be able to travel two or three times a month. Mm -hmm. Reality is for me right now, because of my schedule, I try to make it a point to go somewhere at least once a month domestically or internationally. Um, I want to have the type of money that allows me to live the life that I want to live. So what does that look like? Before I thought it would be a million dollars. Okay, did that. That's not enough. So now what does it look like? Is it five million? Is it, is it 10 million? And why do I need that kind of money? What are the things that I'm going to be doing? Well, the house that I live in, the cars that I intend to drive, the way that I like to dress, who I want to be able to give to charitably and how much I want to be able to give charitably, how I want to tithe and how I want to invest. And, you know, we had a conversation last week on the phone about making a $100,000 investment. It feels good to be able to say, okay, I'm ready when you are, right? Before, that was not a conversation that I could have. However, at just a million dollars, I am limited to how many $100,000 investments I can make. And I'm not comfortable with how many investments that could make me. Yeah. So now I got to make more money. So it starts with the vision and then I write it down, scratch out the 1 million and let's say, hmm, will 5 million do it? Will 10 million do it? And let's figure that out. We got the house. Let's mark that off. I'm doing some things for my family. And so it's a vision first. And I literally, I visualize myself like right now, I am visualizing myself walking into my global office, my main headquarters. I know what it looks like. There's glass everywhere. There are people who are dressed well, who are working for the company. They're happy to be there. They're excited when I walk into the building. They're, I treat my staff right. I can see them. They're all smart. Like, I can see that, and that's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm going to write out exactly what that looks like. And then, I, you know, I, I, I play the game or have the habit of visualizing my life all the time. And then you turn around one day and it's like, oh, I manifested that. Mm. I, li I, I like that. Because when we were talking about like my, like my, my health and my kind of like body, the, I have not uh, been, I, I felt something. Like when you're talking about, when you're talking on the previous episode and you were talking, you were talking about something. I wasn't even listening to what you were saying. But I visualized what I wanted my body to look like. And I literally have never been so inspired. Mm -hmm. I've like, I really felt some, I feel something now. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have that because I see it now. I can, I can like visualize it. But I think even one of the challenge with challenges with designing a life is you can design it, but the life you designed when you were 12, 13 isn't the life you're living now. And if we'd have went through that design, you'd have probably realized, oh, well, I'm going to be a lawyer and I want to have this. And what if you get the life that you envision that you would have pre-personal development? And you just design another one. Then you design so another So the one. beauty of learning how to manifest and visualize and design, like if I designed this dress and this dress would you, you put the little sleeve things you on? You thought it? it was ripped because it has these little sleeve Do things. Do other people on it. think that? People who understand fashion. Did anyone think, no. why didn't she pull? I thought you're broad. Nobody thought that? You thought that, right? 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. (laughs) She manifested you. It's crazy. And she says she wants me to be her first guest (laughs) on her. I guarantee you. (laughs) I guarantee it. So if I decide, right? So, okay, based on the feedback that you're giving me right now, mm-hmm. well, maybe there are enough people who don't like these straps that you know what I can do? I can redesign the dress and I can just mm-hmm. cut these out. And I can wear a different dress, sure. right? I like how you did that. Come here. Come mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But while we're on the topic of designing a life um, and you wanting to be very intentional about designing your life, starting with Becoming fit as physically fit I as just you don't want like, to be. Why would you? I, I, I don't am, know that person. I, you don't have I don't to know. Want, I know I this person. I know this person. I don't. And because need... I know this person, you are going to accept my gift. Good morning, Keith. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Let me turn you up. You are a guest right now on the Social Proof Podcast. They can't see you, but they can hear you. Here's my co-host, Mr. David Shans. Do you see him over here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, bro? All right. Why why you had to... What's up? What's up? Okay. So we have been talking about living our lives by our own design. And right now, David has an insecurity about the weight that he's gained, specifically in his midsection. But if you ask me, it's all over, right? And (laughs) he has no motivation to work out or do anything about it. So we have decided to hold each other accountable for three days a week or we owe each other money to working out, myself included. And I know that you have been trying to help me work out and I've been falling off. But can you do David wants to start off with home workouts, just him and I don't want to start off with home workouts. He's going to start off with home workouts. I want to work out at my own discretion. He wants to be able to quit when he wants to quit, stop when he wants to stop, not show up when he wants to show up. And that behavior has got him this. Can you see it? 
<laughs> Yo, she low-key has one, too. Okay, so... First of all, okay, just so we're being... Yeah, I don't like the angle. Come, just, <laughs> come down here. <laughs> Get that angle. <laughs> Keith, I would like to... Uh, for Because we are the social proof, I would like... I told David that you're the best trainer that I've worked with to date. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I would like to gift David... What makes him the best trainer, though? Have you seen my love? Have you seen Kenny? You even said yourself that he's fine. I didn't say he's fine. You said that he's physically I fit. I 100% didn't say you that. You said ever. that he's physically fit, okay? But Keith also works with you where you are. And he creates workouts designed for your goals and for your mindset, right? So he's not going to push you super hard, but he is going to nudge just a little bit. He's going to be consistent and he can get it together via FaceTime. Where do you, where do you live? Uh, I live in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, so yeah, he's Virginia. not even available to come see you in the gym. Mm. So I want to gift him 30 days of workouts with you three days a week or two days a week. I don't want to do it, Keith. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I want to just do my own workouts and go to the gym when I want to go. What would you say to a person like that who says, I want to get fit, but I want to do it my way? Um, I mean, I think we all need a push. I think we all need, you know, a professional to help us sometimes. Not all the time. Not all the time, right? We all need a push. Yeah. Okay. So David said that he was in the mirror brushing his teeth and he turned to the side and his side profile disgusted him. He didn't like what he, he didn't like what he saw. I use the words she'd be using. He didn't like what he saw in the mirror, but he won't do anything about it. Would that kind of person be qualified to do their own workouts? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes and no. I was All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No, Let's get back to the episode. No, no. Really quick, yes we got to no. wrap it up. Can I purchase 30 days from you for David and for myself and you hold us accountable over these next 30 days? Because what happens is if I don't show up, I owe David $200. If he doesn't show up, he owes me $200. And this is her day. Okay. And the beautiful... I'm, I'm with you. The beautiful thing is, because you're virtual, he can be anywhere. He's traveling next week. So we're going to start this thing off on April 1st. April 1st. April 1st. I'll call you after to get a schedule. That's perfect. Thank All right, you. cool. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome, Keith. Oh, uh, what's your Instagram? Results, not reasons. Results, yeah. not reasons. All right, got it. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Was Joe being dramatic? No. So, Joe, so the fire marshal's there. Yes? What does he say? What, can they do the inspection? There's something. I think everything should be good. Huh? Yeah, but I'm saying, can he do the inspections? Do you know how to trigger the fire alarm and all that kind of stuff? Because it was supposed to be tomorrow. You want to go? Okay, you know how to turn it off and turn it on and all that kind of stuff? All right, cool. All right, we good. All right. Um, yes, that is way more important than what you was talking about. So okay, we got to get the fire so inspection for the building. And cool if we, and if we can finish this, we'll be good to yeah, go. Yeah, that's cool. April 1st. Be really nice too, Joe. Like, like the goal is to pass. Up, yo, as soon as they walk in, as soon as he walk in, like, yo, man, those are some nice shoes, man. You having a good day? Yo, you know what I mean? Like, 
You got to love on the fire inspector. <gasps> level of slavery. What joke? <laughs> I'm not saying massive. You must my have man. the Gucci saying... sneakers in the car with all this spice <laughs> that you're talking with. Joe. All right. He uh, said, "What level of slavery do you want him at? Is oh that the God. kind of ship you're running?" No, it's. You know what? Okay, okay. So and now we'll that back Joe's to gone, we'll go back let's to talk training. about it. So I was. We play Monopoly all the time. We'll probably play again today. But I was. Ta- I was my friend. We were playing Monopoly, and he. He was talking to he was talking to us and he got on the phone and he changed his voice. And at the end of it, I was like, you must be talking to a white man. Just joking. He said, yeah, absolutely. And it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I has anyone ever done that? Like you change your voice and your tone? Why? I change my voice and my tone based on the setting, not the race, or based on the type of business that I'm handling, not the race. So if I am on the phone with my friends, my homegirls, like you call me and I'd be like, yo, Mm -hmm. I call you. You'd be like, yo, if it were my client calling me, I say, hey, 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 hello. But that's you. You sound just, I mean, the, the words you use, it. I, so with my first call, I'm like, yo, that's my, that's our greeting. Yo. Yeah. Now, if it's a professional call, it's hello, but I'm still my, I'm still myself. So I'm still you not like, he went from, hey, this. how's it going? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Like, come on. What's up? What are we talking about right now? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I code switch to that degree, but I am my most articulate self, again, based on the setting and the nature of the business rather than uh, the only time that I really turn it on is if it's like a call that I don't recognize and I may have to pretend like I'm not me. Hello? What? I'm sorry, who? Oh, gosh, no. You have the (laughs) wrong number. (laughs) Bill collectors? I don't get those kind of calls anymore. But yeah, there was a time that I did get bill collector calls and I had to... Definitely not sound like a Denitra. Mm. But what is the purpose of that? Well, people code switch. Um, some people code switch. I, you know, one thing that I hate, and I don't want to offend anybody because I know that we have a lot of people from different races um, that watch and support the show. But I can't stand Black people who need to feel validated by white people. I hate it with a passion. And part of that is because some people need to feel so accepted by white people that they code switch. They don't speak the way that they normally speak because they're embarrassed by it. Like it's less than like Bill isn't going to call you. And and the thing is, once you get to a certain level and start integrating in these crowds, you'll notice that their vernacular changes just like ours does. And we got to stop looking for validation from any other race and be your damn self. That is the exact reason why I was de- I was determined to be an entrepreneur because I hated having to code switch. But in my industry, it was almost required. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the industry and in the type of people that were coming into, you know, the offices that I worked in, they were looking for a reason. Oh, not she's too young or she's too urban or she's too this or she has too much of an opinion. So you would code switch on the phone to bait them and get them in and to get the deal closed because it made you look more professional. Black people, you are professional. 
with your Southern accent, your Northern accent, your slang or your not slang, and you don't have to code switch, that would have made me very uncomfortable too. Man, I hope I hope everybody gets to a point or even designs a life where you can be yourself 24-7. 24-7. So I... And, and I guess maybe not, um, I don't want to be like bragging or anything like that, but there's nobody that can call me that can make me switch my tone. Now, maybe a sense of urgency. Like if the fire marshal calls, I'm like, hello, hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. I've been waiting on your call 100% because I need it. But it's, I'm not, hey, yes, I would I would love it. It'd be great. Just, just stop by. I'll be there. I'll be there. No problem. I'm not going through all it. And what I, what I hope is, I think Jay-Z even said something like that. He said, I, when I walk in a room, I am me. I'm not somebody else. And I just hope that, I hope that you all um, get to a point, and maybe because I don't understand co- corporate culture like that. I've never had a corporate job necessarily. Or like, you know, trying to, I have to like kiss up to somebody to get to another rank because as a server, I'm just trying to be nice to the people and give you my personality because I know my personality is enough for you to give me a good tip. And again, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's just my, my experience, but I've been blessed to be able to design a life where if you don't take me how I am, you just don't take me. And I'm okay with that. So I, I would love to hear your opinion. You got an opinion? Okay. Go to the mic, go to the mic, go to the mic, go to the mic. This is going to be really, really good. So, and maybe, again, this is like maybe my experience, but... I don't I, all the way agree with that. I'm going to let her cool. speak first and yeah. then talk okay. about Hi, it. Hi, I'm Samaya Grimes, um, the owner of the Swedish Gems. Um, but, David, you took your chain off when you went to that conference For sure. that you Ooh, talked about. Oh, that's good. You cold switcher. That is a conference with a hey, bunch talk, of people who were not black. About join in. And then you told us... Like, we need to switch. We need to switch. I didn't say you need to switch. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. I said, I said there was that moment. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. So I was in an environment where nobody... You back on my list. No, We're in good graces. Nobody again. had a chain on, right? Nobody had a chain on. There wasn't like diamonds or nothing like that. But then I was like, dang, this ain't, this ain't the wear your chain out environment. But if I was at, um, if I was at, I, I don't wear my chain at church. I, I, that's, I, yesterday, this past weekend, we did an event on a Sunday and I didn't have my chain on because it's not about like that or whatever, right? But you're absolutely right. I felt a certain way and I, I like tucked my chain in. But then I started thinking about it. When, it, when I was talking, when I was uh, like uh, talking on a morning meetup, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's different cultures, you feel me? Like, you can't, just because they don't play hip-hop, I'm not going to stop listening to hip-hop because right. they don't do it in this particular environment. But you're absolutely right. That just made me think of something. Like, yo, why why didn't, if I like it, why don't I just wear it anyway? Mm. So, and maybe I didn't have that. Uh, if if I if my friend would have did that in front of me before I went, that would have probably been a trigger to say, yo, Dave, what are you doing? You are who you are. What did you feel in that moment when you were in that room full of white people? Yeah. And you're like, ooh, let me tuck my chain. What made, what feeling did you get? Well, or what I thought felt, did you have? I felt like, I felt the same feeling of if you go somewhere and you're underdressed. It's just everybody here, they don't dress, like everybody, This I should have wore a suit. 
Not saying I should have wore a suit in that particular environment. Right. But I felt that feeling of being underdressed or overdressed. Like, it's this is not the environment to show off what you got. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. There's an environment to... But are you ever really, when you wear those chains, are you showing off what you got or are you wearing them because you like them? I don't know. That's something to think about. So you said something too while you're thinking about that. Um, could I wear a Could I wear a regular watch until the time? Of course. Yeah. But it's a conversation piece. It's a statement piece. It's a status it's a statement, piece yeah. for sure. Um, I do That's believe really that Come there on. are times where it's absolutely important and necessary to not be your everyday self right? Uh, depending on what you do. So your everyday self, like, yo, yo, what's good? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with that. Da, 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 da. I can't go into my attorney's office. Well, I don't want to go into my attorney's office. Yo, 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 what's good, Donnie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we ever with you. I might say that every single day with my friends and with you. Mm. But if I walk into my attorney's office, and this is how they're talking. I have no faith that she will professionally represent me when needed. I'm feeling immediately like, let me read over all my contracts and make sure, right. you know, stuff is right. Well, that's and, still you. That's like you reading a room. So when, right. we, so so when, we, get, when we get together, right, mm -hmm. you don't talk like that. Like if we're going, if, we're, if you and I are having a business meeting, mm -hmm. right, we're just in business mode, okay? Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what needs to happen. This is the agreement. It's just in that particular environment. It's not like you're walking in and say, I don't want anybody to know that I'm myself or yeah. you. But is it that we are, is it that, is it not that that professional person that you heard on the phone or that person who changed up his tone a little bit, is that not himself? Is that just a himself that you're not familiar with? I've never heard him talk like that. 
you're not familiar with it. Have you ever been in an environment or a situation where that type of posture was necessary? So people, if I am on, for example, so I spoke at Bishop T.D. Jake's Megafest conference. I spoke at the Social Proof conference. The audiences are very different. So my posture was very different in order to relate to both audiences. But both of those women who spoke were me. Mm -hmm. They're both me. When I went into my, when I worked in my office, I was very professional, buttoned up to the collar, skirt right below the knee, firm handshake. That's me. But also me is a bodycon dress with cleavage showing and heels with a gold stiletto heel on. Both of those people are me. If I am at someone's, Kenny and I went to a charity banquet a few months ago and we ballroom danced. I might come to your house party and be upside down twerking. Both are me. I will do that. So is it that these people are code switching or is it that your friend was code switching to the point of being someone other than himself or is it just a version that you've not necessarily needed to experience until that moment? This is a good conversation. How he's it's like he's saying in those scenarios, if you're going into in this is how I like to dress, right? But when I go to the church, I don't wear this. It's not code switching, it's like being appropriate for that particular room. Uh-huh. But but um so when when I when I like I, I tuck my chain in, that was an example of like when I thought about it, like, yo, why, why would I do that? And I was I was mad at myself. I said, I would never do that again. Because it was a casual environment. My casual is wearing a chain. Yeah. Right. So I I I low-key like felt some type of way, like, yo, who are these people that who can judge me for that? And you can't, it's not, it's not even that they're judging me in my own head. I think they're gonna think something about me. But they should take me as I am, right? But to if I'm on if I'm on the phone with whoever, my tone and my voice is the same because typically, in just in in how I've designed my life, if someone's calling me, they're calling me for the person that they see on the regular. Mm-hmm. I'm no different on the podcast than when I'm hanging out with Donnie or I'm hanging out with my friends. Again, in 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 a church environment, I'm not um, I'm not going to be yelling and screaming and cracking loud jokes, but I am who I am just to respect the particular room. So when you yeah. say I'm I'm wearing different clothes for those type of environments, that's just you reading the room. That's you. But also, um, to, to that point, you and I build very casual businesses. And we probably both did it on purpose. I know I did, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be completely who I was. I don't want any of you to ever meet me in real life in different settings and see me and feel like you need to take a video that's going to expose me because Donnie is a completely different person. Now, Donnie gets lit. We lit. <laughs> and I am who I am. And it was important for me to build my business and command that level of respect. Like, mm-hmm. you get who you get. And if you don't like every version of me, then, like, sometimes on a coach, in most of my coaching calls, I don't curse, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes we get so excited, goals are getting hit, and I might be like, you did that! <laughs> and they get it. Like, my clients are not like, oh my God, give me a refund sure. because you hollered out an expletive. They just take it on the chin. They may curse with me, they may not. 
that's who I am and that's what I have built. I command that. We built casual businesses. I intentionally didn't choose a professional service, even though what I do is a profession is professional. I didn't choose a lawyer or a doctor or a, you know a negotiator of contracts and things like that because I just want to build a business where my personality is the reason why people do business with me. My oh. real, authentic, however it comes. So if you see me out in a see-through dress, which you probably won't, uh, but if you did. With, with things covered, you don't feel like, oh, get that picture. That's Donnie over there. She probably don't know we in here. Let's expose her. And the- you can't expose me. Yeah, for sure. you, you just can't, right? Sean, what's up? Name, IG. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, CEO is Sean. Um, Sean Bennett. I'm options trader. I see an entrepreneur. Yeah. You probably so, don't like what do you do? You like, I'm a, I, mean, I do this, trainer, a whole yeah, bunch of yeah, BS yeah. right here. Nah. Just real quick, to my point, <laughs> no, though. No, Sean, I'm an options trader. Here's my question. I Put your chest. Say it with your chest, young man. You're right, you're Try right. it again. Just All loan right. Donnie $100. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you owe the $100. I'm just bailing you out. <laughs> Get off um, the mic. Paying the camera somewhere else. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Uh, my name is CEO Sean. I'm a 19 year old entrepreneur. I help um, young adults and teenagers make $100,000 a day trading options in the stock market. Yeah. But my question is um, well, my statement rather is like when y'all talking about code switching and change, like code switching is just changing your language or the way you express yourself. And that, again, you talked about switch, tucking your chain in or mm-hmm. wearing certain things in different environments, changing how you talk. And I feel like necessarily it doesn't matter necessarily how you're code switching, more or less why you're code switching. Like, why are you doing it? So, for example, if he's code switching, a friend, he's code switching because he's trying to fit into an environment that he might not belong in, that's a bad reason. But if it's like, oh, he has to because that's his job or he needs to because he's making X amount, then for some people, it's like, okay, that's fine because the reason for it is different. But I don't really change, like, the way I'm here now is the way I am with, typically with my friends anyway. Like, I normally don't really change. So if I do change how I express myself, it's based on my intention, not necessarily my tonality. So for example, mm-hmm. if I want to talk to my mom, it's it's not like a, oh my God, hey, hi, how are you? It's not like, but mm-hmm. the reason I'm talking to her is either to check on her to see how she's doing, but if it's to talk to my friends or something like that that I'm cool with, even though I don't talk to my friends crazy anyway, it's like, hey, how you doing? How are we trying to build and stuff like that? So typically I don't really change because I don't need to. Because yeah. I surround myself with people where I don't need to. Well, you've, you've been intentional about creating a path for yourself where you don't have to, right? Yes. But Black people have been forced to code switch since the beginning of time, Correct. just period. Code switching is not just your language and, and the, the clothes that you wear. Like women specifically, most of us perm our hair and, you know, I'm natural, but it's still, it's straightened. My hair still goes through a straightening process. Most, most of us make decisions based on what we thought people in corporate America would respect and appreciate. Like to the point where I remember when I was working in corporate America, my my name is Denitra, right? It's it's eight letters in my name. And people would say, hey, you should shorten your name to be more acceptable on resumes. I had someone tell me in an interview one time that, uh, can I call you D? D, can I call you D? Typically your resume was so outstanding. Typically when we can't pronounce the names, we throw them in the trash. Mm. Like I had someone say that. And as a woman, a single mom who is desperate for a job, do I make the decision to 
change my name on my resume? If I have braids in my hair, do I make a decision to take my braids out of my hair to be acceptable to these people in corporate America, oftentimes white people in corporate America that are judging me? So like you could never go into corporate America in most environments with your hair like that, right? There are very few places that require a suit that would allow you to walk in like that. You then saying, let me cut my hair is a code switch. Me feeling like I can't wear my poofy hair and instead every single day I'm going to wear a raggedy wig that's not sitting right on my hair just to be acceptable to other races, that's code switching. And because we have been experiencing that since the beginning of time, I totally get it because I was there. I had to do it. But if you ever have an opportunity to make different decisions about your own life, Make the decision that allows you to be yourself because beyond money and anything else that you can do with your time, one of the most freeing things that you could ever do as a human being is. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you 
no right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal be yourself Mm -hmm. the most freeing in a relationship on a job in any setting the most freeing thing that you will do for your life is to be yourself and surrounded by people who want to be around who you actually are. That's a fact. Hold sure. on. Did we get it? No? Oh Why not? What happened? Uh, there's a list of things you have to correct. Okay, what are they? Put it on the mic so they can hear it. So it's not just a... Oh, my gosh. Man, yo, I've been, yo, y'all don't understand, man. I've been trying to open this building. October 2020, we bought it. And there's so many... Okay, give me the list. All right, so we have to get fire extinguishers to be in the front, in the back. Okay. We have to, the hallway strobes for the uh, fire alarm, yeah. they're not in sync. Okay. So like a second off. Got we have you. to get the fire guy, Marshall, I mean the fire marshal, but the uh, fire inspector to come okay. in and put those in sync. Um, we have the paint on the stage. So with it being a five-gallon bucket and the paint shows that, he said some of the stage is 155 square feet. Uh-huh. We need to put another coat of paint on the stage. The uh, same type of fire resistant paint? Same exact paint. Okay. So Mark, is, he's going to go get that right now. Okay. Um, the front soundboard that we just put up, that has to be painted with the same, treated the same way. The toilet handles needs to be from the left, put on the right. So you have to get a whole backside of the actual toilet. What? Yeah. Um, we got to put the handicap ADA signs up. So it shows the male, female, yep. and then the wheelchair. It has to be on both bathrooms if they're both going to be handicap accessible. Um, the ramp needs railings on both sides. And we have to, he also needs the stamp plans to be there when he comes back. Okay, they are up there. Where are they? They're, at the, they're on top of the alarm. Okay, good to know. So he would like for the fire inspector, I mean, the fire, whoever put the things in, he would like that person to be there when we uh, call him back. Mm-hmm. He said, good news though, we can get this done. If we can get this done today, like all this stuff, he can call them. He can come back out between Thursday and Friday. And we right. can, before the week's up, we can have it done. What the heck is going on here? Okay. Business, entrepreneur. Call, call Robert and tell him all this stuff. Who's Robert? The guy that came yesterday. Robert, in my phone, it says Robert Smoke Detector, something like that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, golly, this is a time I want code switch to be nice. Hey, man. <laughs> Excuse me, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're on my phone. Okay, gotcha. Man, this is ridiculous. Yeah, y'all don't understand. Mm-mm-mm. This is ridiculous. Okay, all right. So, um, did I, did we have anybody else? Who calls switches in their business? Any, any? Of y'all is, I, I do want. I do want to say this. I don't think it's anything yes. wrong with it. I, for me, for me. Like when I was, when that situation happened with the chain, I was like, I was like disappointed in myself, right? I remember this was like years ago, years ago. Let me tell you about my, my conditioning. Years ago, thank you. Um, 
I had a, a person I was going to do like bookings for me. And his, he has a nickname. I don't say his name. He has a nickname and a real name, but everybody calls him his nickname. I call him his nickname. But I, I was like, all right, when you make the calls, don't use your nickname. Use your real name. And then I sat down with CJ and uh, we, we were actually there. He was like, nah, let that man be that man. And I just, I, again, another moment of like growth. Like I, I, I want to, this was like a, a defining moment for me. I want to build a business and design a life where I can be myself and I don't have to change something about myself to get a particular opportunity. Now, again, there are certain like, like appropriate, like if you smoke, and I got this from Jim Rohn. He said, if there's, no, if there's no ashtrays in the building, that probably means people don't smoke here. So it's not code switching. It's just, you don't, why you don't smoke? You feel me? Like, or, there, you know, a, a particular way you dress or whatever. But in terms of um, who you are, I, just, I, I just, just remember these moments, like you said, where it's, I want to have a life where I get to be myself. Now, the cool thing is when people call me now, they're calling me for the person that they see. And when I get in front of the camera, I'm not different. So there are even people who, when they get in front of the camera, that's their character. So when people call them, they're expecting that character. And it's really hard to keep up with. That's why I'll never get a painted on hairline because you can't keep it up. Yeah, so hard to keep it up with. And then that it also goes like a little deeper in corporate America or why people feel like I have to have a personal social media page separate from my business because you're a lot of times when I audit those pages, you're being a completely different person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're living a double life. How do you keep up with sure. this kind of stuff? Yes, yes. But, but And on the other side of it is if there is a single mom that needs a job and they have braids and they understand that that's going to be a barrier for they getting a job to feed their children. Take the braids out. Take the braids You got to do what you have to do right now. Like yeah. we are by in, in no means saying uh, that co-switching is not a comfortable position to be in. But we also understand the reality that still today in many places, co-switching still has to happen, yeah, right? Sure. Um, on both sides. There are people of other races who co-switch within their race, you know, to, to fit in. Urban is urban, corporate is corporate, mm -hmm. and the two don't <clears throat> always agree. Yeah. And so if you are a person who has to do what you have to do, do what you have to do. Um, but if you are in a position ever, the first opportunity that you get to create something for yourself where you can be yourself, take it. Because I think I'm going to start like answering the phone like, what up? This cash rules everything around me. D good. Talk to me, baby. You doing you business talk, with me? You don't even talk like that. You talk, you doing business with me? Are you doing business with me? What if I pick up every time you call me? What's up? What's up? What's up? Talk to me, B. It yeah. Depends. It depends. <laughs> right, right. She said, are you doing hair? It depends. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to me. Okay. If you do something well, I'm calling you for the thing that you do well. Yeah, yo, E.T., first person, bruh. Motivational speaker, wear a hat, T-shirt, yo, shorts. I didn't see this man do a gig in flip-flops. And I'm talking about E is E. I don't care. E is E, right? And now we start to see every speaker in the world dressing like him. We see 
Um, you know, your your Grant Cardone's wearing a hat. I seen him with a chain the other day. I see him with a chain all the time. I seen him with a chain. I said, you know, I for me, up. it was actually a white woman who said, who inspired me to just be me. I'm like, yo, I when I started coaching, if you look back to my like 2014 to 2016, maybe even 2017 time, I was always in suits and dresses that came below my knee. I'm always in stilettos and super professional and poised. And I'm still those things just in different clothes. Now I have on a dress today and heels. Sometimes I want to put on a hoodie and sneakers. But it was Sandy, Sandy Krakowski is her name. This white woman, and I love her. She was at that time a personal development coach and she has pink, purple, and blonde hair at this time. And this is like back 2015 when I discovered her, 2015, 2016. And I'm like, she is so bomb. Like to me, she was like so bomb. And she talked how she wanted to talk. And she was very spiritual and and and, and faith-based and just who she wanted to be. She'd get up in her skinny jeans and her workout clothes. And Sandy is just Sandy. And I'm like, man, I wish that, I could ever be so lucky to be like that. And one day, this uh, hairstylist, I just posted a throwback on my stories of um, this hairstyle where my hair was dyed orange. You saw it? This was in 2017. One day, this hairstylist who specializes in shortcuts came to Atlanta from D.C. And she's like, my hair models did not show up. I need a hair model. And I'm like, oh, she about to cut the heck out of my hair. I wanted my hair cut. She is the one. So I was like, hey, I'm available. And I go and she's like, okay, but I want to do a real funky color. And I'm like, ooh, how funky? Because like I got Megafest pending at this time. And she's like, it's going to be out there. And I'm like, okay, forget it. Well, I'll just wear a wig, you know, do it. So she does this hair color. And everybody loves this orange. It's like bright orange with a little pink and some yellow in it, right? Hair color is bomb. She does this hair color and I'm walking around. Everything's great. Fast forward a couple of weeks. It's time for me to speak at Bishop T.D. Jake's Mega Fest. And I'm getting things together and I'm talking to one of the coordinators. And I said to her, they asked me for some pictures. And I had just taken these headshots with the orange hair. And I said to her, um, I sent some other pictures. And she said, is this you? And I said, yeah, that's me. And she's like, oh, it looks different than the recent pictures that we saw on your Facebook page. And I said, oh, yeah, I put on a wig that was just a brown wig and it was a bob, a very acceptable, appropriate hairstyle. And she said, oh, no, we want you to be yourself. Is that what you want to look like? She said, oh, no, we want you. We just want you to be yourself. And I was like, for real, I can get on that stage in front of all those people with orange hair. Run it, run it. Now, here's the thing. I I didn't, I didn't get on stage with that hair. (laughs) The reason that I didn't was because my hair is natural and I just gotten it cut short. And when I got to Dallas, it was humid outside and it turned into a fro that I did not know how to manage. I didn't have any products for it. And luckily I had brought the wig with me just in case. (laughs) So I ended up having to wear the wig anyway, but The point was, it was in that moment. It was Sandra Krakowski. I got my hair dyed and it was that Bishop T.D. Jacks event. And that coordinator was like, oh, no, 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 no. Be who you are. Is that what you want to do? We want you to be who you are. That day, 
changed my life. Wow. From that point forward, I next hair color, I mean, remember I had pink, purple, yeah, green. Sure. Yep. It was everything. Y'all gonna get Donnie Wiggins, yeah. who and how she is. You've been waiting forever. First off, that's a fly I didn't hear loud enough applause from this side of the room. <laughs> I'm going to wear that same exact fit. I got some different shoes, but I'm going to find that is an outfit right there. But see, here's the thing. I'm concerned. Now, you will actually wear shorts that short. So not. these are actually men's shorts. So these are chubbies? Yeah. Yeah, these yeah, are actually chubbies. chubbies. You don't yeah, even so know like, about no yeah, chubbies. You don't know about chubbies? I don't, but I love them on you. She is yeah, like, I mean, it's, they're actually men's shorts. I mean, not so much on the Do you see her height it's compared fashion. to your, It's fashion. Do you see her height compared to your height? He would get a different size. So those I'm, shorts on you... I'm valid. David, stay looking like the camp counselor. Because <laughs> you don't understand the swag. Go ahead, yeah. please. All right, so um, my name's Alyssa. Uh, my Instagram handle is Level Up Alyssa. So just... The first thing I want to start off with was my name. My parents actually told me one time that they named me this so I'd get more interviews. And um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't really know what that means because, like, you just, they already co-switching before I even had a chance to come out the Ooh. womb. Um, and that's the first thing. But I realized that I do co-switch in my business just because I'm young, um, black woman. You know what I'm saying? And I do credit. So I fix people's credit. And if I talk to a 50-year-old on the phone. That's they, true. Yeah, they already think that I'm... They already think that I'm probably under 18. That's good. Yeah, so I have to, like, speak like I'm a little bit more mature and, you know, everything. And, look like, just basically speak like I'm older. For sure. So they, they would respect me and want to work with me. Um, otherwise, they, they just wouldn't. That's strong. Oh, you know what's crazy is doesn't she give you Jada vibes? Yeah. Okay. 100%. So Jada is one of my top salespeople in my company. She takes calls. And before that, I actually hired her to work in Kenny's company. And when she came to work for me and we had one of our conversations, um, one of the things that I said was, okay, Jada, when you take calls for me, these are people who are looking for professional coaching. I need you to sound grown mm. because she has a very, very youthful voice as well. Youthful Southern a lit very voice. Youthful <laughs> Southern lit voice. And I'm like, I need you to sound grown. Was that code switching or because what my fear in that moment was you sound 16 telling people because she is the barrier. She mm. tells people what their next step should be to achieve a life goal. Mm. And so you can't sound like this when you're having, oh yeah, absolutely. You need to spend $100,000 with Donnie. Like it's just, mm. it wasn't a very commanding, like I know that this is the path that you should be on, right? So I'm not sure if that was code switching or it's just required that you command the call. Right. Mm. Um, also, because I do high ticket sales as well. So what I would say is that before you command, you must ask permission from anybody. Because when you're on a sales call, you're actually coaching them. Mm -hmm. You're coaching them through the call. So if you don't ask them permission to coach them, then it's going to sound like, you know, you're going to, they're going to be more superior than you the whole time anyways. That's why you can get to the end of the call and they can say, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. If you ask permission to coach them throughout the call, then they're actually going to be more receptive to their to your information in the first place. So I didn't true. realize the voice doesn't matter as long as you know how to sell properly. Mm, that's two sides of it. And I'd like mm -hmm. her to be on my sales team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mess Thank around you, and get recruited. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you talking Mess around good. and get recruited. Hit yeah. me up. Right. Um, and lastly, <laughs> the last thing that I actually did when I was, um when I do sales for other entrepreneurs, 
Um, one of them actually told me one time, I was like, I don't know why this girl didn't close. It was just like a really great call. He's like, did you have the camera on? I'm like, yeah, we were on a Zoom call. I'm like, yeah. It's like, maybe because she didn't know you were gay. And I was like, what? I was like, hmm. Like, so am I supposed to switch up when I get on the Zoom call now, you know? Mm. So that at, after that call, I had um, like a little, I was wondering, like, should I code switch and be a little bit more feminine while I'm on the phone with, with people over the phone just because it might shift their perception of me? It's super interesting because you're extremely yeah. feminine to me. So I wouldn't have, I mean, obviously you dress different, but I wouldn't have. I was thinking judged. tomboy vibes. I, I was definitely yeah, thinking yeah. tomboy vibes. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I would say I'm pretty much. You know, that's really interesting. Sexuality is another category in which people code switch. Mm. Like think about even in the NFL, like code switching is not just a race-to-race thing or an urban to, you know, non-urban thing. It's an age. It's an age thing. Like, you co-switch to sound older. I had that problem very early on because I have a a squeaky, raspy voice. But when I was in my 20s, I sounded like a kid. And so it was hard for people to, like, they would always look at me like, but who's your boss? Let me talk to somebody who's more experienced. I'm the the best one up (laughs) in here. Anyway, but it happens also like in the in the NFL when people are in the end, when guys are in the NFL, they're acting straight and they're going out with their teammates and they're getting women just because. And then one day they just have had enough and it's like, I'm coming out the closet now. So this is quite an interesting conversation. And I'm learning a lot. I, I don't have maybe I I don't really have a lot of experience, especially going into uh, like corporate environments. So I don't I don't understand the act a certain way so this person can accept you. I, I just don't I just don't have the experience. But I'm I'm learning a whole lot from this conversation. But I do stand on I think we should all get to a point where we can just live a life being us without without any um without any judgment. Yeah. And here's what's cool. Once you win big enough you don't have to. That's true. That's Once you true. win, they accept you as you are. So, what's the name? Uh, what was the guy? Um, Thug, right? He wore that dress on the album cover, like a a real. What was, it, what was that called? What kind a of dress, dress is that? That I'm talking about, like a. Was it a kilt? It looked a like kimono? the Cinderella joint. He wore a gown. It was a on his album cover. You don't, you don't remember? No. Go pull it up. At this point, he is the biggest person in the game, so he can do what he wants. Like I I I I, I thought it was really really cool that he did it because I won, and whether I wear this or not, you're gonna listen to my music because I'm excellent at what I do. And you guys are going to play these songs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. But when you're at that level, 
if there's a uh, a person that's on a lower level, that's your first time seeing it? That's your first time? If you're a person on a low, just trying to get in the game, you don't come out like that. I'm sorry. I'm judgmental. Let me see. I just am. I th- all y'all are. We all, we, we're all 100%. judgmental. We're accepting of what we're accepting of and not of what we're not of. First of all, I just want to say I am super clear. There's a difference between code switching out of a necessity and needing validation from other people, specifically Caucasian people. Mm. There are so many Black people trapped by the need of validation from white people, and that still makes me nauseous, yeah. right? Period. We Black. Period. You don't need anybody to validate you, and there are no rules to be validated by any other race. Um, this dress, I don't know if we can pan in that Young Thug is wearing. Um, okay, so here's the dress that he's wearing. I look at this, and um, I look at this, and one, I feel like it's a costume more than he is intentionally wearing a dress. I don't know what the name of the album is and if it goes along with there's some some story behind it. I see this article. This I feel like <laughs> there's no story. It's just it <laughs> um it said it said the cover arts photographer explained that Thug knew immediately upon seeing the dress that it was what he wanted to wear for the Jeffrey shoot. Young Thug Thug first saw the dress while he was meeting with the founder of something what's that? I need it. He said, he saw the dress and said, what's that? I need it. He saw the piece in New York and said, immediately, I want that for the cover. Anyway, um, I don't know. So here's the thing. I'm not like, I got to be careful in how I say this, but I am, I am who I am. I have no issues with people's sexuality being what they are. Love people, love who you love. That is what it is. I think Young Thug is straight or at least portrays to be sexually straight right now. And I do have a problem with straight men wearing dresses for fun. I don't have a problem with straight men wearing dresses in character. And that might be hypocritical, but like Medea, I don't have an issue with that. It's a role he's acting. Um, I will say though, that there is some disappointment that I have personally felt like by like a Dwayne Wade who wears skirts sometimes. My man can't do that for no reason. And it like all of this politically correct stuff that we got to say, I draw the line there. Mm-hmm. Like my man can't wear a skirt. Mm-hmm. The day you see Kenny Conwell in a skirt, you know that Donnie is no longer with us. I think that's acceptable 100%. Right? But I mean, for, for him to wear that dress, he saw it and immediately said, oh, I got to have it. I got to have it. Now the cool thing is, I ain't going to, I wouldn't do that, but I think people have a right to wear whatever makes them happy. Now, I can see if that's your man, you like, I'm not into that. You do. I am not into that. Young Thug you can do whatever he wants to do because exactly. I don't have to live with but it. But my and point is, it. him being one of the biggest rappers in the world, especially at the time that the album came out, he can do what he wants, which is the point is, for us on this lower level, we don't have to change our voice once we become... Yeah. Like, if this were Lil Nas X in this dress, I'd be totally fine with because it. That's because that's his preference. Because this is his preference, yeah. right? But I don't like... I don't like this feminizing of straight men, and specifically straight Black men, that's happening. I, I hate it. it. It makes me sick to my stomach. 
And if he is portraying to be, and I don't know enough about him, but I feel like I've saw I've seen him in the blogs with women. If he is portraying to be a straight man wearing dresses, I do have a problem with that because everything in society, there's just so much in society right now that is designed to tear the Black family apart. And it starts with the Black man and your masculinity. And I'm not talking about masculine energy. I'm talking about masculinity, period. And it's just, to me, irresponsible. um, And it's not just fashion to me. Straight boys an and straight girls don't, I mean, straight boys and straight men don't belong in dresses. That is not just fashion. That is an agenda, period. We don't see a bunch of white men wearing dresses. We don't see a bunch of white rappers wearing dresses. And it just is something that burns me up. This is not a gay thing. This is not a homophobe thing. I am fine with you choosing who you want to choose to love. What I'm not fine is the representation and the agenda that's being pushed toward straight people, specifically like. straight black men. I feel like that is not okay with me. No, hundred percent. No, I'm saying the reason I'm saying it's not when you put it that way. Yes, I do not. That that is an a, agenda. Yes, like men being in dresses, like to portray, especially if I can uh, put myself in a position where, let's say, I have a son and my son sees it, then. I I 100% understand that. And it's just, I guess we're in a world where people are going to people. Like, people want to do what they want to do, what makes them happy. And it's very acceptable amongst the masses. And if you talk against what someone's preference is, you get slandered. But at the same time, the, the, I do have a, there are a group of people that have an agenda and they're pushing that saying, listen, let's, Let's feminize the masculine man for this particular agenda. I have a problem with those people. Now, if he saw that dress and liked it and said, let me just wear that, I don't gotta, I don't gotta, I don't gotta rock with him. That ain't my boy. If 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 that was my boy, we gonna have a conversation like, yo, what's up? Yeah, I think like I said, I feel like this is more of a costume than anything, but I'm talking more about He said he liked that joint. He said he liked he said he saw that and like, let me get that. (laughs) Uh, but but what about like the Dwayne Wade's going back to him? I'm not with that. I'm not well, and even more, even deeper than him. But he so, likes. I mean, it's his. Well, but uh, listen, listen, listen. So there are some people who are born gay, right? Who believe that they're born gay. I also believed that homosexuality is also, in addition to being born that way, I also believe there are people who were taught to be that way, right? I believe that it was a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, I'm not going to say that. I believe that there are some people that learn the behavior. And so I have to wonder, Dwayne Wade wears dresses and, you know, all this stuff. He was painting his nails at one point and doing all kind of weird stuff. Could that be related to the decision that his former son, now daughter, has made about his own life? Like, you see... Oh, changing the sexuality. Changing his sexuality and coming out and wanting to wear dresses and stuff. Could he have been born that way? Absolutely. But could he have been influenced by his superstar mom or stepmom who wears these fabulous gowns and dresses and now his superstar dad who gets all this attention for dressing feminine, could he also have been influenced? Mm, It's quite a conversation. Yes, ma'am. 
My name Which is I know we went on a whole nother path. So your question or comment might have been to something else, but go for it. Code switching, code switching. Code switching, yes. My name is Marnie Harris. My Instagram is at the Marnie. And I teach yoga to athletes. So one thing for me, I'm from New Orleans. Me too, girl. Okay. So it's a little, <laughs> it's a a little different. I work, I work for the government as well. I work, I'm an engineer. So when I get to work, Things are a little bit different for me. They're like, can you repeat that again? Because I didn't understand you the first time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Your so, accent. So sometimes I feel like I got to reel it in just a little bit so they understand. Can you really? I don't think that's code switching, though. That's like, I'll say something. My wife is like, what? What'd you say? And I got to like say it more clearly. No, it's known that people from New Orleans typically have, like, y'all are put on display. And I say y'all because I don't speak. I don't have your same accent, but you're dip, you're put on display. It like it's something that my mom struggled with. She hated being from New Orleans, not hated being from New Orleans, but she hated being the girl like, say something real quick. Say something. Let me just hear you talk. Exactly. <laughs> and so you almost it's like a, like you're on a, in, a, in a microscope, you know, and with me teaching yoga and me being from New Orleans, you know, I don't fit in to the demographic of a yoga instructor. I walk into the yoga studio and I'm looking for somebody that looks like me. I don't, there's nobody that looks like me. No. Oh, okay. So um, it's just different for me. Um, so I just, I feel like sometimes I just have to conform in that way. So how do you so, conform? What do you do? But when I go to work, honestly, it is what it is. I'm loud. Like I do not fit the cookie cutter engineer I do not fit that. And it is what it is. You mm. still pay me, right? Like, I still you show say up. say that. You know what I'm saying? So, but when I go to yoga, I, too, I tend to like just tone it down just a little bit because of the environment that I'm in at that time. I don't well, think is it because yoga is known to be a peaceful, yeah. zen it environment? We have twerk yoga too, so. It's, in Atlanta? I mean, yeah. So, girl, where? You lead that well, joint? Where? You created that? Do you lead no, no. twerk yoga? <laughs> So oh. I, I don't live in Atlanta. I live in Macon. I'm at the Air Force Base in Macon. Oh, uh, got gotcha. you. But I did ask if I could teach yoga at at uh, your next event mm. because what? only if it's twerk yoga. <laughs> Just twerk because when we vibe. had when we had the morning meetup, um, the conference, the the day conference, that felt like it felt a little longer than a day. Mm. If we were sitting in the chairs, I was exhausted. You know, some people used to sure. have to move around a little bit, but. And you, honestly, with yoga, you do feel more energized after. Um, so that's one thing that I... We, we do have the twerk yoga and making. But mm. you know, twerk <laughs> yoga. Yeah, I think my yeah, wife so. would really like that. I, I think really she'll like be into too. that. Yeah. Look, first of all, she like figure it fun. out. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Throw that thing in the circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do y'all teach that in yoga? And it's flexible, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but that's just my, my take on it. Yeah, that's... That's strong, yeah. man. I, I think is these are tough topics. Yeah, for sure. You know we I mean? have one more comment. Oh, what you got? Uh, lastly, I just wanted to say, like, at a certain point, you know, women weren't able to wear pants. Um, and so we do all this talk for women's rights. But when it comes to men not being able to wear dresses, you know, that's kind of in the same sense. Mm. Because at all, it's not inappropriate for women to wear pants or shorts. That's, that's true. I mean, you one could say, who made wearing dresses a woman thing? who made wearing pants a man thing. Mm. That's a good position. So basically you're saying like, 
why have that energy for women who couldn't wear pants but not have that energy for men wearing dresses? Because it's like, you know, it's inappropriate to walk around um, with, you know, just having your private showing. That's inappropriate. Right. Is it inappropriate just to, you go, you could dress however you want to. It's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. it could be a straight man that wears a dress, but maybe that's his favorite color and he just likes the way it fits him. Yeah, that's why that that's why my, <laughs> my position when 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 that's what I'm saying when when according uh, to the article when Thug said yo as soon as I saw it I felt I got to have it I, who I who am I who am I to say value. yeah who am I to say he shouldn't wear it if he likes it mm-hmm. now again if there's like a specific agenda like you let me try to feminize all the little boys then I feel I okay then I don't agree with that. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that there is an agenda that's tr- that is geared toward feminizing black boys and men? Mm. Um, partially, yes. Uh, what I would say is that the agenda is to allow people to be more open to themselves. Mm. Um, I think as sometimes it comes off wrong and people are just forcing it a little bit too strongly towards being more feminine. But if it goes to the way of being more masculine, then do that. I think that's kind of like the road that we're on. Mm-hmm. It's just be open to being who you are and like no one's going to judge you or care. Like, like for instance, I get on VR like a lot. I play VR. And, um, What's VR? Virtual, oh, reality. virtual reality. Yeah, okay. so it's like we'll go in there and then we'll be talking to random people. You have no idea who they are. And then like I'll host like a freestyle room. We'll just all be rapping in there. And then there'll be kids are coming in there asking me like, I, I don't know what freestyle is. That's like, bro, no one knows who you are. Just do it. I said, if you want to figure out how to be yourself, this is the best place. Mm. Oh, because nobody knows who you are. Exactly. No one just knows who you are. Your, oh, wow. So you That's can, actually yeah. pretty dope. That so I'm dope. like, just just do whatever you want. Like I said, I don't care, but don't be, don't be, don't be doing too much. I'm gonna kick you from my room if you're doing too much. But but you know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. You can is that the yourself. Oculus thing with the glass the yeah. goggles? Mm. I need to get on that. You be yeah, on that? I tried it a couple of years ago when it was just like a, a prototype, but nice. I, I haven't. Um, I saw somebody literally just run into their TV or something. Yeah. On, yeah. You, did you see that on Instagram? Um, no, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend, she TV. runs into the wall a lot sometimes. <sighs> I, I I just can't get with it running with it on. I I, I can never like understand you know why that's crazy. what's in front of you isn't real. Why are we running? That's <laughs> right. The games get real, though. I'm yeah. not yeah. going to lie. It does. But overall, what I was saying is that, um, you know, whether they're gay or they're straight or whatever, Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, clothes are clothes. I, as I long agree. As you're not walking around showing too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree and disagree. I do agree and disagree. And I'm going to maintain my position on that. Y'all can cancel me. Shit. I was never subscribed. Uh, but I, I, nah, but I, I, I think care. anybody that has. I, listen, I think as strongly, I think as strongly as certain classes are protected and their thoughts and opinions are protected, mine is too. A hundred percent. And I am not, this is not an argument about sexuality. I don't have an issue with girls liking girls and boys liking girls, boys liking boys. I don't have an issue with who you like. I do have an issue with what appears to be an agenda. And it is not a secret that the powers that be have been trying to exterminate the Black race. How do you exterminate the Black race? You exterminate the black race by making black men uninterested in black women. Mm. No more black babies, no more black race. It will be a long time and beyond any of our lifetimes and great-grandchildren's great lifetimes that that will happen. 
but it is known that that is and has been the agenda for a very long time, right? And straight men, specifically straight Black men who have gone through some of the plights that Black people have been in and gone through and suffered through, perpetuating this image just is not okay with me. And being a person who has an who has an opportunity to inspire in this way or this way and you don't choose to just showcase the beauty of being a man gay or straight is a problem for me now for that and i think anybody that has anything against your opinion needs to check themselves because like we are all like nobody's giving a fact here today nobody's giving a fact everybody we're having a a, a, a a, a dialogue with grown folks on their opinion, what they feel, what they don't feel. So that's why I feel it's important that we protect our freedom of speech right. Yeah. I, I don't like the fact that you can say something about a certain group of people and then you are canceled. Mm. I don't like that. Like, why can't you feel the way you feel? I'm not attacking you personally, but whatever your choice is, mm-hmm. right? It's... I feel like that everybody should be able to feel the way that they want to feel. And it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. Now, it does put strain on, I guess, if you're raising children, you have to do more to combat the agenda that you feel is happening, mm-hmm. which I I get it. Like you just So you can be upset about it. But I don't feel like people need to be upset of uh, people's perspectives, opinions, you know, whatever. It's, Anywho. it's whatever. We're here to educate and... Uh, have conversations that are not easy to have. Yeah. Have conversations that challenges what maybe you've been thinking and feeling this whole time and things that maybe are holding you back in your own environment. Uh, but that's what we're here for. We are not here to uh, necessarily... If we did everything the way that society thought we should do it, we wouldn't be who we are. That's a fact. And we are here to challenge every single time. And we welcome the conversations. We love it. We respect everybody's opinions. Absolutely. And we respect where everybody's perspectives. My man just can't wear no dang on dress. But I am going to go get some chubbies. <laughs> you are going to go get some chubbies. <laughs> well, look, man, this episode Chubbies is for the chubby. This episode is spot. <laughs> what? Well, because, you know... Oh, that was a fat joke. No, you're fat shaming. no, no, no. Fat shaming. Okay, all right. I you... can be canceled for fat shaming, and I would accept it. I promise <laughs> I would, but I am not fat shaming. This episode is sponsored by, sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day. Literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs get on a call every day. We are a community. We learn together. We grow together. We connect with each other. And it's just a phenomenal community to be a part of. We have a book club. We read every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you should be a part. Themorningmeetup.com. It is phenomenal. Also, hopefully we'll see you guys in Miami at the... Black Equity Conference in Miami, June 9th and 10th, blackequitycon.com. Black Equity. Y'all got your tickets? Everybody here got your tickets? Good. good I'm going to be there. Did you get your ticket? I'm going to be Equity there. <laughs> Yes, Donnie will be on stage <laughs> for sure. Um, blackequitycon.com. We have so many surprises for you. I cannot wait to see you. And shoot me a text. I'd love to talk to you. 404-737-4935. Donnie Wiggins. Are you sure that's your number? 404-737-4935. You want to ask me again? Yeah, one more time. It's 404. 
Text me and see if it's mine, real quick. All right. 404-737-4935. You finished? I think. That was a lot. You were extra. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU, a comprehensive platform for entrepreneurs. We can help you wherever you are in your business. For those of you who desire to be coaches, consultants, and course creators, you want to check out my program, Six Figure Accelerator. You can get more information about that at sixfigureedu.com. We build, train, and develop coaches, consultants, and course creators from scratch. Also, for those of you who already have a business idea, but you are struggling to post content that connects online, you are not getting likes and engagement or even sales from the content that you post on your social media. You suck at writing captions. Post to paid is for you. I text you every single day, three posts a day, exactly what to type as a caption. All you have to do is pick a picture or a video that you want to go with it. And it's just $37 a month. You can find more information out about post to paid at 404-737-2767. And then did you guys hear about our newest podcast segment called the Brain Picker Podcast? The Brain Picker Podcast. The Brain Picker Podcast, where you get to literally pick my brain and David's brain about anything in your business. Like anything. we don't we don't guide the conversation. You tell us what you need information about or what you need help with or what issue you have that we need that we can help you troubleshoot and we will help you. We spend a little bit more than an hour most times yep. with you talking specifically about your business live. That means that you get the benefit of the studio audience. That means that your episode will last on the internet forever. So Ever. thousands of people will see it over time. Ever. And you get our organic thoughts in real time. Go to brainpickerpodcast.com to register for your session to be coached live by me and David. There it is. Go it is. right now. You need help. All right? We out here. Peace. Bye. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.